Sixers, the NBA draft on Thursday night. Well, for the Sixers, came and went. No draft picks, not acquiring any. And Sixer fans overall don't seem very thrilled. But we will talk about it, that and more, right here on this Friday edition, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. For last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's going on, Keith? What's happening, man? Not a not a thing, man. Not a thing. <laughs> well, you're you're right about that. And uh Sixer fans are not happy about that. Everybody, welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 the Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner Keith Pompey, as always from the Inquire, Inquire.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. And Keith was at the draft last night. We'll get the sights and sounds of Brooklyn Barclays Center as things went down. Uh, we have to thank you for making us your first listen, uh, Locked On 76ers. Every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast, And right here on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keith, we have a lot to dive into, even though they did nothing last night in terms of the 58 selections in the NBA draft. Sixers unable to acquire a second round pick, so we'll talk about that. First, we'll get into the undrafted players that the Sixers did pretty much lock in very quickly as things ended last night. A late draft also, man. I don't know what was going on with how long it was taking. Five minutes is five minutes in the first round. I don't know what took so long. TV, I guess. And then in the final segment, we'll talk about four Philadelphia players that heard their names called last night in the NBA draft. But, Keith, we do first have to talk about we were projecting um, that, hey, maybe they could buy a second-round pick last night, and it seemed like with all the movement going on that second-round picks were moving like hotcakes, but the Sixers were unable to acquire one and did not get anything done. A very, very quiet night. Even with us knowing that they didn't have a pick at all, whether first or second, I actually thought that they would get something uh, somewhere in the second round, but they were unable to do so. Yeah, they were expected to do so. I mean, you know, I mean, hey, look, the the buyer's board. That's that, I mean, do you want to call it that? Like normally you say the draft board. Yeah. But the, you know, I mean, you know, Kyle Newbeck, like uh, you know, got got a hold of it. I don't know if he tweeted it or retweeted it, but I mean, if you go down there, it was where they was trying to buy second round picks. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and the thing is, you know, I get it. Like, it's, it's two ways to look at this. So if you're going to be real objective and, and things like this, you'll say to yourself, the Sixers didn't have a lot of assets, right? They didn't have a lot of things to work with. But at the same time, it comes down to when you get these second round picks, you're essentially just buying them. And then you look at it and you say to yourself, like, you know, this is a guy that can become a two-way player, become a young asset. And and then, but realistically, we'll talk about this more in, in, in the later segment, but some of these second-round picks nowadays become two-way players, yes. right? 
So yep. what they did is they're going to sign undrafted players to two-way contracts. But on a night that there were players to be had, because there were a lot of guys that stayed in that green room for a long time who had first-round grades, who, who, who didn't get drafted until late, you say to yourself, like, y'all couldn't just buy one. I mean, yeah. you couldn't just buy one. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, again, you can always say, like, look, we save money. We save money. But the thing is, the money that they would use to go that they save, so to speak, isn't money that goes on a salary cap. Like, you know what I mean? Like that money that they would have bought a pick with, right? It doesn't. But it was like to a point where I just felt like I get where they're coming from, but I also get where the fans are coming from, D, because I felt like there were several good players there to be had that can that can help a team, a young team. Now, again, this is a championship team. So how are how much are they going to help, right? But at the same time, when we're talking about, you know, Joel and them ain't going to be here forever. Like you get some young talent, try to develop them, and I just felt like it was a golden opportunity for them to buy a pick, and they didn't do it. Yeah, as, as things got to the 38, 39, 40 part range of the second round, it was like, yeah, man, you know, one or two of these guys, they can actually go out there and, and acquire. And, and look, he may not play a lot like you mentioned, but uh, the part of them buying a second round pick anyway was looking to more see if he could be on a two way contract potentially and then develop that player with the Delaware Bluecoats. And maybe just maybe you find one, you find a hidden guy, you find a gem that can really help you out and do some things out there on the floor uh, because we see it so often with second round picks, Herb Jones of the new Orleans Pelicans, when they made their run, nice second round player, of course, Fred Van Vliet undrafted uh, after a while he established himself, but that's the, the whole point uh, that maybe you can uh, do just that, that you can establish yourself uh, and, and, and find your way into a rotation and especially on a championship contending team. So yeah, I, I was a little surprised that, in the end, Keith, with all the movement that was happening, that no one, no one uh, would would deal with the Philadelphia 76ers and, and, and give them one of those second round picks. So uh, but but again, just a lot of movement um, overall uh, with the draft. Uh, how would you look at it? Because uh, we, we thought that there would be some lot of active player movement and we didn't see anything. Yeah, I mean, now I think a lot of the major stuff that happened was like the things that happened kind of sort of happened before the draft, right? You know what I mean? It happened before the draft. If you notice a lot of a lot of and when you talk about it, some teams were scared to make moves. They would bring up stuff, but basically, I hate to say it, it's kind of like, yeah, we would love to have him, but he makes too much money and with this and and we're not trying to mess up our salary cap. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I think a lot of that was happening, right? You know, the one thing that I will say, though, before, mm-hmm. you know, we get into the next segment or anything, I think, like, the real disappointing part with, with Sixers fans is, though, and again, 
I'm not, you know, I'm just thinking, assuming like what, what I think they're disappointed. A lot of it D, is that they were seeing other teams make moves and, you know, Daryl Morey has his reputation and, but he, but they didn't make them. And I think they were upset. They were seeing teams like the Boston Celtics get better. Things like that. Now, a lot of these people don't know the things that goes on behind the scenes or this and that, but to them, it's like, Yo, I, I know we ain't bringing back the same roster. Mm-hmm. I know we're not. And as and as as nice as these uh, undrafted additions that they're going to have are, you know, we got to be real with it. Two way contracts. You ain't really expecting a lot from a two way dude. No. And then and then another dude in the Exhibit Ten is what what Exhibit Ten is is really you got it. You a G League dude. But you're gonna to come to training camp with the Sixers and summer league, summer league and all that. And then camp, the thing yeah. is, what happens is really, if you if you sign with their G League team, you'll get a bonus. You'll get more money than you would if you like didn't. So like you know, these aren't guys that are expected. I mean, they could, but they're not expected to be rotation guys. No, no, not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, get, give you the names of the players that the Sixers did bring in at the end of the uh, clock of the second round. The draft wraps up. We'll tell you the two-way guys and the Exhibit 10 player that Keith is talking about next right here on Locked On 76ers. As we do so, I have to tell you about the great people from Bird Dogs. And uh, Bird Dogs stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg that you uh, truly have a sculpted look. You want to make sure you look good. I'm going to a party uh, tomorrow uh, with some friends, and it's going to be a casual type of atmosphere, casual setting. So I feel like, yeah, you know what, I can throw on some really uh, comfortable shorts, probably be out there for a little while. My daughters are going with me. We're just hanging. It's just a nice, nice day overall. Uh, and with it, as I'm there, I'm like, you know what, I mean, my kids are all there. Dad, what are you wearing? You know what? I'm just going to throw on my bird dogs and put on a nice shirt to go with it. Uh, put on my bird dog shorts. They uh, do the exact same thing as a pair of Lululemon shorts, but fit way better. The fabric, the material is very soft, very, very comfortable, not stiff, restricted cotton at all. Bird dogs, they, fix, they fix the issue by inventing, again, cloud knit fabric that looks just like the khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. It's going to be a nice day in the 80s on Saturday, and I want to feel comfortable, and I don't want to feel all restricted or anything like that, and I don't want to be hot either, and I think I found the right pair. So I'm going to make sure I have those on. I'm going to wear my bird dogs, put a nice polo shirt style shirt on, put on some nice sneakers to go with them, and I think I'll be looking pretty good. All thanks to the great people at Bird Dogs. Uh, make sure you go to birddogs.com slash NBA for your free Yeti-style tumbler. I tell you about this every time. You get this with your order, make sure you do that. I might take this out to my party, even though, you know, they're going to have all the things that I need. Put some nice water in here. I'll be good to go with my Bird Dogs tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for free Yeti-style tumbler. You don't want to make sure you miss this. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. So Thanks I mean, you just, when you got your water, oh, I didn't mean to cut you. Uh, no, no, bad. When yeah. you got your water, you put ice water in there? 
Actually, I put very, very little. Even when we go yeah. out, Keith, I, I'll order light ice because I don't like ice watering down my water or if I have soda, taste for soda that day or juice. I don't want my uh, I don't want ice watering down. So you don't need ice in this because of how insulated it is. So you're all good. Because yeah, so I, I don't like ice water, but I know sometimes people put ice in their, you know, thing to keep it cool. But see, that's good. Yeah, you gotta get one. Yeah, you got to get one. Bird dogs, make sure you send Keith his now. It's his turn. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, which is Monday. We'll look ahead to free agency now. As free agency is now the big piece of the 76ers summer. Quiet on the draft night, but free agency that's where it's at. We'll start diving into that on Monday here on Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, four players that were added to the Philadelphia 76ers Summer League squad. Uh, as we look at things here, let me make sure I have all the names right. One that intrigued me right away was Ricky Council, uh, the fourth from Arkansas. Uh, watched him a lot because I like Smith, and Smith went late in the first round. Uh, Black was also a player that went number six to uh, Orlando. Ricky Council is a uh, he's like a defensive minded guy. Uh, nice size uh, to, to go out there and just kind of dig into what Nick Nurse likes to do with some of those guards, which is, again, to just simply get after the opponent. And I think that uh, Ricky Council will be able to do that um, from Arkansas. So three actually four, three players were drafted. Ricky Council uh, later picked up by the Philadelphia 76 or so. Keith, I thought they did a really good job with him right away, just adding another guard to the mix. Yeah, like, I don't know if you saw it, but there's a, a, a like, there's a clip of, of Council with a breakaway dunk, right? And and I'm normally a guy like, okay, man, you're going to show me another dunk, okay, mm-hmm. man? He can get up, he can jump. But it was like showed a little bit of athleticism and it was a powerful dunk. And I was like, man, you know, so you look at Ricky Council and the guy who transferred to Arkansas after spending two seasons at Wichita State. You know what I mean? You know, he averaged 16.1 points, right? Second team, all SEC. The guy, you know what? It's two dudes that that I look at. And and, and one of them is Arizona State Marcus, uh, Arizona State Fort Marcus Bagley, right? The guy who signed the Exhibit 10 deal. Marvin Bagley's younger brother. Yeah, his younger brother. Now, the thing with him is he's one of them dudes, one of those dudes where you say, okay, I'm going to sign him to this Exhibit 10 because it's not going to cost me much. But he's also a dude because he had he has a lot of red flags, right? You know, a guy he averaged, he only played in 17 games over three seasons for Arizona State. And in those 17 games, he averaged 10.9 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 1.2 assists, right? And, it, like, injuries hampered his career. But the thing that really got me, he only played in two games last year. The thing that really got me, D, is that he went to social social media to argue with Bobby Hurley, his coach, right? And that ultimately led him to being asked to leave the team, right? So – you know, or his departure from the team. So right then and there, that's the thing that really uh, gets me with him. I'm kind of like, oh, like, you know, it's, it's like low risk, low, you know what I mean? It's like a low risk acquisition, but he can have high reward if it pans out. So the that's guy can, the guy. The guy can shoot. Okay. Yeah. His brother's a low post player, you know, well, a big guy. 
Um, his brother is is a shooter from uh, from Arizona State, and uh, the guy he can fill it up. He he really can. But to your point, yeah, uh, he like Marvin Bagley. They think they're better than they really are. You know, they got to earn some things. Marvin was more talented, going in the top five, goes to Duke and does what he does. Um, the dad doesn't help all that much if we're being honest. I'm just call it for what it is. If, yeah. if they're listening, if they're watching, you know it. I mean, and, and I'm talking to the family. They know it. They were in Sacramento, and part of the big problem was that. And then when he leaves, you know, his dad's tweeting stuff out, and then they go to Detroit, and I'm sure they're not happy in Detroit because he's not starting there and, and all that. Instead of just looking yourself in the mirror and being accountable and just – you know what the NBA does sometimes? They make you find a role and establish that role, and you can still be a very effective player. Are you all about winning or are you just all about getting your numbers? So – that's what we're about to deal with here. Now, it's only going to be on the, the blue, blue coats level right now, so we'll see. And I'm very interested to find out how he attacks Summer League if he kind of um, uh, gets himself kind of knocked out. You, you know what I mean? By shooting too many, busting up plays and things of that nature. There's some structure here, man. So he's going to have to figure that part out and, and, and see what he can do because that's the reputation of the Bagley family. That's the knock on them. And it's... <laughs> It's just, it's what it is, man. It's what it is with, with that family, man, unfortunately. We'll yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I said it. Yes, I did. I mean, we were here to tell the people the truth. That's nah, the truth, all good. That's the truth all good. about the family. Uh, the other one that I was interested in, too, was um, uh, the talented guy, uh, Tequavion Smith from NC State. The guy's just a flat-out scorer. Small, mm -hmm. but he can score. Uh, defensively, there's not much there. Uh, running a team, he can run a team a little bit, but it's really about scoring for him. He is just one of these guys that you can look at. Uh, Bones Highland. Oh, okay. Bones Highland. Bones Highland is better, but he's a a version of what Bones Highland was at VCU and um, with the Denver Nuggets and later on with the LA Clippers as he was traded. And I'm still a fan of Bones, even though things didn't work out with Denver. He's in Los Angeles right now, but that's what Smith is, the guy he can score. And you're right, Ricky Council with that athleticism, the breakaway dunk. Was it the one where he pulled it all the way back? Yeah. Or was, was it the reverse that he had that was nasty? Was the one he, I mean, you know, the one, the, the reverse one was the one that I saw. That, that was nasty. nasty. Yeah, yeah, that was nasty. But you got to see another one. I don't know if it's part of the highlight package, but it should be. Uh, he had a breakaway dunk on somebody. I think it was like, you know, I watched too much college basketball, but uh, I think it was like Troy uh, State or University, whatever it is. And he, mm, boom, on a break. And, and at that size, you're not thinking that he's going to unleash something like that uh, on the break. But he does have that in him. He's tenacious, Keith, defensively. In the tournament, when Smith and Black and some of the other ones were struggling, Council was the one that took over. And um, but So I think the Sixers got a decent player there that they maybe can develop and use him as a defensive-style player in the nba that could give you some points but it's really about his defense to earn his way on the floor and the big man arizona's azulis uh to to uh to he's like a poor man domata sabonis soft touch really soft touch around the rim not overly athletic of course he can dunk because he's a big man but that's what he is has a really nice soft touch around the rim and can get some things done that way I don't know if I see him in the NBA, but again, with some development, some uh, some just making sure, you know, a lot of work and work ethic, keeping you out on the floor, doing those types of things, listening to your coaching staff, the player development. 
he he is he's a guy that has some really nice soft touch defensively again not much but offensively uh, a dude with some touch around the rim but you know what's crazy about that because like this dude you know he's, he's 6'11 245 pounds right mm-hmm. lithuanian you know it's it's crazy because like you know college basketball to me it's weird because he averaged 19.8 points and 9.1 rebounds he went to arizona he was a consensus second-team All-American, mm-hmm. a two-time first-team All-Pac-12 selection. And he's the one, like, his, you know, like, is nowadays, like, college game for bigs. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Like, he, like he's, his, he's, like, it's, it's like, he's maybe, maybe he's not athletic enough. But a lot of these dudes, like, the big, these bigs and lumbering, college guys and brute strength and this and that and they just can't make a rotation in the nba anymore it's 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 the it's the young guys man the intrigue of the young guy you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and it it takes away from the guys who stay in school and and have that opportunity so yeah it's it's something that we've seen now for for a while here and I don't think it's going away with the opportunity to go to the G League. You see the Twins go four and five from the overtime elite. The players who stay in college and stay long term in college and make all American as a, as a veteran. Look at Drew Timmy. You know what I mean? Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, one of the guys who was just a tremendous player for Gonzaga. Old man game. Didn't get drafted. And he picked up, I think he had an exhibit 10 also with the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll see if he latches on there, but that's to that's today's game, man. Unfortunately, where these guys don't get picked up the way they should with the talent that they have shown in college and, and all. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's where that's where these guys are. Let's get to the local guys too, Keith. On the other side, four players with local ties get drafted in the NBA. Two in the first round, one in the third, and undrafted. We'll tell you who those are. No, two guys in the second round. Pardon me, and I'll tell you who those guys are. Some other guys did get picked up like Caleb Daniels from Villanova uh, as a as a guy get an opportunity with the Miami Heat. But we'll talk about them when we get back right here on the final segment of Locked On 76ers on this Friday. And I do want to tell you about as we get ready for the Summer League. Hey, you want to buy some Summer League tickets? You want to get in there and you uh, don't have time to get them right now and you may have to press your luck and get there a little bit late? Got to tell you about the great people from Game Time. Game Time is where you go buy your tickets to your favorite events and it shouldn't be all that stressful, whether it's Major League Baseball, you want to jump in and catch up on your, your Philadelphia squad or again, Summer League. Game time is the place to go. Fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and get started and you know have the fun with your loved ones and that you'll have. Uh, like me, I'm interested in getting some baseball tickets. My nephew is like. Uncle D, we got to go check, check out a baseball game. Got you. And I figured we would do so by going to game time. What are you know some things that I like about them overall? The images of the seat views as I'm trying to buy the tickets for me and my nephew. Uh, flash deals and last minute tickets. Good pricing there. Lowest price guarantee. Event cancellation protection just in case. Job loss protection, et cetera, as well. Forget the planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Again, flash tickets on deals for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. 
this is the place to go. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat, as I mentioned, before you buy, so you know where you'll be. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Tap two, two taps, and you're all set. Snag the tickets without the stress from Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk about prize picks, right? You know, I like prize picks. So does my man D. We all like, you know, things. We like having a good time. You know, you know, you know, doing what we got to do, right? But so here's the thing about prize picks, y'all. Now, I know the NBA season is over. But what I want to do is I just want to talk to you guys about how it goes. And I would like to use NBA terminology, you know, just to make you more aware. So here's it. Let's just say it's the, the regular season, right? So if the regular season, I'm just going to put it this way. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Donis to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made. You know, so how does this work? What you do is you pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport that you watch. So again, it's not just the NBA. It's the NFL, it's Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. So there you go. I'm telling you, you can do prize picks for just about anything. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're safe and fast withdrawals and is currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the prize pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget it to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Yes, sir. All right, let's do this one today. Happy for the local guys. Always nice to see Philadelphia players get their name called, Keith. And the first one to go off the board, which was surprising to me, to be perfectly honest. We'll get to the second selection. Uh, but Derek Lively, I thought it would be a first-round pick somewhere in the lottery. The Duke center goes to via trade. Drafted by Oklahoma City, but he will be traded to the Dallas Mavericks. He will be part of the Dallas Mavericks now. Keith, you had a chance to talk to him last night, and he was—he seemed thrilled. And he was attached to them for the last about week and a half. It seemed like that was his landing spot. But, uh, yeah, the big guy, Derek Lively, Westtown guy, Philadelphia native, is going to Dallas. Yeah, it was funny, though, because, like, he, he didn't – like, he was so excited. He was so excited because he goes in there, right – and 
And so D, like the the guy says, hey, um, the the moderator says, hey, um, you know, won't you do an opening statement on what what you're going to bring to Dallas? Like what you what what you bring to Dallas? He's like, man, I'm not going to bring anything but my mom, man. It's just me, my mom. <laughs> so I just was like, uh, he didn't understand the question. Yeah, but, but it was it was but but you know the thing is he was so excited. He exactly. was so excited. And, and and the funny thing is, afterwards I was talking to people. We were talking about it, and they said that happens a lot. Like when guys do it, because it's like, yo, I just got drafted. You know, the one thing I liked about Derek Lively is, and now I'm gonna tell you this thing: there were actually three guys from uh, Team Final drafted last night. You got Derek Lively. You have Seth Lundy. And Imani Bates, even though he's not from Philly, but he played for Team Final, right? Now, he wasn't playing play all the games with him, but he played with him. So the thing with me is, like, Derek, a lot of, you know, he was born in Philadelphia, right? Uh, his mom used to work for the Sixers. Um, he, he goes to West Town. He plays for Team Final, a Philly area AAU team. He became the, well, after last night, I believe they now have 18 guys who have either been drafted by in the NBA or at least played in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to him, and Kel was he played the team final too. Yeah. Mikael did Wait again. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's on the list, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that. Well, look, you see, you didn't read me today because I got Mikael's name. Don't worry, but I know you like late bloomer. But I got Mikael on there. So, okay. so yeah, Mikael's on there. So like the thing is, so there's like 18 dudes who from team final. So Derek's talking, he was like talking about, you know, asking about West Town and this and that, because people want to know he's the third guy from West Town. The other two were Mo Bamba and Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish was a team final guy too. Mm-hmm. So so you look at it, he's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but, you know, it's about Philly. It's about that grit. It's about this and that. And I'm like, okay, player. I you hear, that? Okay, yeah. hear you. I hear you. But yeah, like it's a laundry list, and it's funny because you said you you want to make sure I knew that your your cousin. But yeah, your cousin was on there. But guess our uh, name another Villanova player who played for that team. Uh, played for Team Final. Mm-hmm. Um, he played high school. We played college ball with your cousin Dante. Yep, Dante. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, name a a seventy sixer who was on the seventy sixers team this past season. Didn't get a lot of burn, but was on the 76ers this past season who played for team final. Trivia question. That played for team final. Didn't get a lot of run. I'm a I'ma give you a big clue. He only played in one game this season. Uh um two way guy. Lewis King? Yeah, Lewis King played for team final. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis King played for team yeah. final. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's exciting. I always love when the Philadelphia guys make it. And he's going to a good spot. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, if he comes back, just guys that can set him up. Now, right away, he's going to go and he's going to be a guy that can shot block and make a difference defensively in the middle. Not saying he's going to supplant Dwight Powell in the middle, but just saying that he will get some time as a big uh, on that team. And he's going to have guys offensively setting him up for some easier buckets in close. He can shoot a little bit, too. So I'm curious to see how much they use him in that way with Jason Kidd designing some things and give him the freedom to maybe hit some shots from the outside. Cam Whitmore was the one that I was really surprised by, Keith, that dropped all the way to 20 
Thought he can go as high as five, drop to 20. Goes to Houston, though. Maybe sometimes it's just a better situation. And with Ime Udoka now in charge, uh, having some veterans come in there, whoever it may be, from Harden to Van Vliet and some of these other people, he's going to a he's going to a good spot in terms of the coach. Now with them trying to fix that culture there, um, um, and he has the chip on his shoulder now that he dropped to twenty. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because um, you know. It's it's funny because it's it's one of those things where um, him he was asked yesterday. There was a report that he had some bad medical, which led to his dropping. Now what he said was, "Now nah, that's he he denied it, of course, um, and he doesn't know where it came from." But he was one of those guys. Let's face it, Villanova struggled this year, and you know he he played so 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 to speak at times. He's really athletic. He could do a lot of things. So he was all over the board, right? And it was one of those things. He could go in the top five, but you knew if he didn't go in the top five, he could slide. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he slid. Now, the one thing I will say about him is, you know, he talked about how he's always had to, to prove himself, so to speak. And, you know, for a guy like this, you know, you you had to prove yourself, but you still became a McDonald's All-American. You you still be well, you were one and done. You you didn't go you didn't go as a lottery pick, so you lost some money. But at the same time, you're still a first-round draft pick. And if that's the thing that motivated you before, and you're still doing the same thing, you know, more power to you, bro. Because that's the thing. Like once you sometimes it's like. There are certain people who are built that way to go through stuff, but they keep knocking down that door. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, you know, and, and I feel like for him, you know, if, if you know, every every setback is a is a setup for the comeback. And 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 I'm I'm rooting for him and hoping that he could get this comeback. Yeah, I, I do too, man. And you could see that he was not happy sitting there in that green room as long as he was, but he did get his name called, still first round. And sometimes when it does work out that way, is it simply something that just uh, best opportunity for you to go to that particular spot? Uh, the next player, Keith, that was a first, well, as you mentioned, you already mentioned Seth Lundy. So Penn State guy, a local guy went to Roman uh, also. Um, listen, man, just he he can shoot. He, he can shoot. <laughs> he, he can really shoot. And uh, with Lundy getting his name called. Once again, going to Atlanta. So another local player going to Atlanta, whether it was um, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, now with the Portland Trailblazers. And um, oh, what's the kid's name from Connecticut that went there last year? I uh, forget his name. Uh, but, you know, my apologies. That said, you know, he um, it's, it's good. He's going to Atlanta. Another guy. Now, what about Isaiah Wong? You, you get I, was, I was getting to him. Yeah, you, you know a lot about him. Yeah, Isaiah Wong. Yeah, stayed in Miami for all four years. Really, I think he actually spent a fifth year. Was he a fifth year senior mm. at uh at um at Miami? I don't know, but a play ACC Player of the Year. You know, six two guard, fearless, and it, it, these are always tough uh, when you when you when you when you get this deep in the draft. You know, really having a chance to make it, and, and he's a, he's a scorer though um he can he can do a lot of things as far as scoring goes so that's one thing that he has about him uh summer league should be good for him 
to be able to open things up. I wonder how much they'll ask him to try to play point guard while he's there and, you know, the playmaking, decision-making, that type of stuff that they want to see in terms of his overall growth. But definitely somebody that I, I would hope if he can land a two-way with Indiana, that would be nice to see that. Yeah, the thing is, though, it, it seems like I remember uh, when the Morris Twins were, were coming out mm-hmm. and I remember they left after their junior year and somebody told me, like a guy, I was asking about it, He's like, nah, they gotta go. And I said, what you mean? He's like, dude, Keith, like <laughs> a lot of, it's it's hard for you to be. He says, like, because when you're a senior, you got four years, the teams are typically looking at it like this guy might not get any better. Like everything else is like you still got potential to grow a little bit, right? So when you look at Lundy and you look at Wong and you say to yourself, like, you know, two, you know, solid players. But I wonder if if how much that maybe impacted, especially Wong. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Did it a little bit? I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's just it seems like you got a lot of times some dudes who are extremely raw, who go in the lottery or in the first round, late first round, like, but they're extremely raw, but they're young and people look at their upside. But when you see a senior, this guy is what 22 sometimes you know what i mean they're looking at it like uh yeah you are who you are you are who you are exactly mm-hmm. yeah and but again sometimes when you put your name in the hat early to kind of get that information it, it they tell you that you're not ready you don't have much of a choice but to go back so you yeah. go back and mm-hmm. uh but hey you get acc player of the year you're on the radar again miami made a deep run in the tournament so they kind of Gave more people more time to see who you were, whether it's the flaws, but certainly the positives had his name called. So congrats to those four guys. Again, Caleb Daniels from Villanova, uh, smaller guard two, uh, built a little different. He's going to Miami. Miami just does stuff with people, man. He, he, you never know. We look up Caleb Daniels in three years is a rotational player for the Miami Heat. Keith, great stuff as always, man. Fun week with you as always. And uh Quiet night for the Sixers, but I'd imagine that next week as we get things started, uh, there will be a little more uh, to talk about and a little more uh, information that is probably out there for what the Sixers will do next week with free agency getting underway. Everybody, thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And again, on Monday for the everydayers, we will talk to you as free agency week gets underway. It's not until later in the week, but we have a lot to talk about of what the Sixers could potentially do. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can find my man D tonight. What time are you on there, D? Six to ten. Six to ten. Yeah. Yeah, six to ten on the Divine Giving Show on ninety-seven five FM. Right. So you, you do that. You can also follow my man D on Twitter at Divine G nine seven five. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. You can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And you can go to inquire.com, and that's how you do it, inquire with an I, right? But what you need to do is, in addition to that, you need to, like, follow this podcast, right? You get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. But when you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you click on that Liberty Bell, right? You click on that thing, you become a new subscriber, and then you get updates whenever we post new podcasts. So, you know, do that, y'all. Do that. Absolutely. And next week, you're going to want to make sure you tune in because we have a lot to get into in terms of how free agency may look for the Sixers. Keith, have a great weekend, man. 
Thanks as always. I hope it seemed it was quick, quick turnaround. Brooklyn back home, and uh, enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks. Peace, bro.